Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. Today, we're talking about dreams. Wendy, how often a week do you think you dream? I think I dream probably every night. I don't always remember them, though. So do you, do you write them down or anything like that? Or do, you, do you keep like a dream journal? I mean, I, rem- I remember girls in high school and stuff keeping dream journals. Do, do, do girls still do that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they do. Yes, I have friends who do that. I don't actually do that um, because... What happens when I dream is that usually I wake up and I remember having had a dream, but I don't actually remember what it was about. And then as the day goes on, it'll sort of slowly trickle back to me. Okay. Um, So it's kind of weird because I'll just remember a little piece, a little piece. And usually by the end of the day, then I'll have the whole story and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But I don't wake up and immediately recall it. So. All right. It's hard to journal. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I do sometimes. Um, I try to write my dreams down, and because I like to remember the 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 weird ones. Um, I haven't had I I haven't had a weird one in a while. I was looking through the different places I write them down, and I had the. In April, I had a dream that um, there were some Nazi-like wizards who could read your mind and then control your body. And were overlords of a tree kingdom that I knew people who lived in this tree kingdom. <laughs> Sci-fi much? A little bit. I don't know why. I don't know what I, I, I wasn't reading anything fanciful in April. So I don't know why there was a, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's those wizards in the tree kingdom. But then I woke up and I fell asleep. I fell asleep again. I had the same kind of dream later on. And you were in the next one. Whoa, it must yeah. have been awesome. Yeah, of course. We were at a music conference, <laughs> and then there was a guy that uh, wanted to control my mind and make me crash my car, and we had to hide out from him in an old hotel. Um, but it was it, not, like, not like an old gross hotel, just like a hotel that was built in the 80s, and we were hidden in a conference room, and we had to pretend to have band practice there <laughs> because we had, to, we had to pretend to go about our normal lives so that this person could, wouldn't try to control my mind. Wow. And also, the only way we could get into the hotel was through an underground river. That is awesome. So, yeah. Was it, was it like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, the little river that goes through the tunnel and everything? Yeah, I mean, there definitely was a tunnel. <laughs> I mean, I remember it. I remember the tunnel opening, and then we walked into it looked like a, you know, a, a hotel conference room from the a 1980s hotel. Interesting. Well, you know, um, oftentimes I can piece together like the origin of why I'm dreaming something because of things that recently happened. Yeah. So since, since sunspot stays at a lot of crappy old hotels, maybe that, uh, seeped into your subconscious. Yeah. That might've influenced me a little bit. No, that was kind of a, that was kind of a weird one. Then one time in June, uh, or this last June, I woke up and I had dreamed that I was hired to work on a web series. Like, you know, like a TV show, like just that's just shown on the web, like Doctor Horrible or some shit on Hulu. And I was, uh, I was hired to be an Al Pacino impersonator, 
but I have no idea why I was hired to be an Al Pacino impersonator <laughs> because I don't even do a very good Al Pacino. I don't even do an Al Pacino impression. So, like, why would I want to be, like, all I would do, even if I wanted to be an Al Pacino impersonator, would be, like, the, trying to talk like he did from the scent of a woman. You know? But, you know? I sound like Foghorn Leghorn. And I I, I don't even, I wouldn't be able to do that, because he's always so loud and everything, and I I just don't even have an Al Pacino impression. Well, maybe, maybe your subconscious is is trying to direct you in a, to another career path. To learn an Al Pacino impression. (laughs) That would that is perfect. That that is absolutely that might happen. Uh, well, impression. you know it could. But um, well, today we're talking about lucid dreams. And Mike, I know this is a topic that you've spent a lot of time researching and actually uh, working on. So maybe you could tell us a little about your your background with that. Sure. Well, no, I really I I love the idea of lucid dreams. So the people who don't know what lucid dreams are uh, is that's. If you just say, man, don't you wish you could control your dreams? That's, that's what a lucid dream is. That, that's what it means. And I uh, first started but, being interested. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, but um, it's not just controlling. It's, it's not controlling like I want to have a dream about this. It's like being yourself in your dream and being able to do dreamlike things, right? Like flying or, or you know, non. <laughs> yeah. It, it wouldn't just be controlling the outcome like you're writing the story. It would be. You know, you participating in the dream. Yes, yes, and, and the reason I really got in, interested in it is because I used to have oh horrible nightmares when I was a little one. So Aww. yeah, no, I don't always have the same. I mean, it was Mike. Really, you, didn't you know you're not supposed to eat ice cream before bed? It gives you nightmares. That's that's what I was told. I, <laughs> uh that's and that's why I snuck it in, and my parents would feed me ice cream before bed because they wanted to torture me. No, the um, I just I saw Night of the Living Dead. It scared me to death, and then I we wasn't able to stop thinking about Night of the Living Dead for like six years. I saw it when I was like six, and I mean, if you ever see the original one, it's scary, but it's cheesy. It's really it's a corny movie. The special effects are horrible. It's black and white. Um, my dad and my sister were watching it, and they were making fun of it. You know, because they were like, look at this, you know, that guy, ooh, that's a real scary yeah. zombie. Look, I think he's eating a chicken leg. It was stuff like that. <laughs> and so, I mean, because it really was cheesy. And I was just watching it, and I just, I was like, oh my, the, all the ideas of it, all the ideas of it, the idea that you're all eventually going to die, the idea that the end of the world coming, and there's nothing you can do about it, the idea that you can't get along because, I mean, there's just something in the human condition where you can't get along. All those different things really, um, they all had a profound effect on me. I think the fact is, is that it's not just, that, it's not just an unhappy ending. Because I've watched plenty of things with an unhappy ending. It was the fact that it's, not, it's unhappy in that the world is going to end. Yeah. And that's and, it. Um, I think a lot of those movies when you're younger too, in spite of the cheesy effects and whatnot, um, cause as a child, you have a more vivid imagination. And so it's like, I think a lot of the movies that horror movies that I saw as a kid were extremely frightening to me, but you know, nowadays things are much more graphic and realistic, but not as scary. So yeah, I think you're exactly right. And it was the atmosphere of unavoidable dread that you are now just waiting to die. 
you know, that really, I mean, it just terrified me because it, it just was, things got worse and worse and worse until then, you know, now you're just waiting to die by the end of the movie. And um, that freaked me out pretty bad. So I had zombie nightmares, oh man, like three or four times a week for like years. So I would, you know, I was interested in lucid dreaming from a very young age. That's really because I would wake up in the middle of the night and I wouldn't want to fall back asleep. Because it's like I know what's going to happen when I fall back asleep. All my friends are all my friends are going to be eaten. I'm going to watch my family die and then turn around and then try to eat me. And then <clears throat> the world's going to end. So do you really want to go like if you like now I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep right. Every time I went to sleep, I would go see the world end. So I never wanted to go. So I wanted to do something about it. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's that's awesome that you found an option for for managing that, you know, because a lot of times people feel they don't have control over their dreams. And you just once your eyes are shut, you're at the mercy of your your mind. Right. And you're, the- <laughs> you're subconscious. And right. So what kinds of things when you were trying to learn how to do this? I mean, you read books, you watch videos or listen to audiobooks or I looked it up in a magazine called Omni that was really popular mm-hmm. in well, I don't know if it was popular because but like in the 1980s. So Omni would print science fiction and it would, it would also print like stories about fringe technology. And that's why Omni was re- it was really neat. Um magazine and um so I, I I looked up some stuff in the in Omni and they had things about Trying to, uh, I, I didn't even buy the magazine. I would just, I saw that something about lucid dreaming or control your dreams or something, and it was just on the newsstand. And so I just read the whole article when I was like eight. I just like, you know, I'm like my parents are like it's time to go, and I'm like, I'm give me two minutes and I'm gonna finish this. And so I read it and it would have different tips so that you would know when you're dreaming. And okay, I, such as, and I think that well, okay, well, number one is is the, the reality check. And this is the one that everybody uh, kind of gets to when they talk about lucid dreaming is that um, the, look at a piece of paper and try to read something or look at a, something on a chalkboard or wherever you are. So if you're in a dream, look at a sign. Do you see a stop sign? Okay, now turn away. Now look back. Does it say the same thing? In a dream, it might not. Okay. In, in, in real life, of course, it's going to. But the idea is you get used to having a reality check in real life every hour or every couple hours. Wow. So every couple hours what you're going to do is you're like, hey, look at that sign. Am I dreaming? And you, you know you're not dreaming, but you tell yourself, you kind of get that ingrained. So then you have a kind of reality check in your own, um, in your own daily life. And you do that. So you, or you look at a watch. You know, you look at a watch. What time is it? If you look at it, it's the same time, then obviously you're not dreaming. But if you look at it, it's a different time than you are. There's digital watches or any, any, any digital display anywhere, any sign, anything that changes, um, you ask yourself, are you dreaming? And that's, that's kind of the reality check is kind of what kicks it off. Hmm. So, so then you understand whether or not you are awake or you are asleep. So... You you started doing that every day and doing the like the hourly check in, and when was the first time that you had a dream that you actually like realized you were dreaming, and not? <laughs> well, I mean, then I actually t- like took control. I was like thir- like twelve, no twelve. I'd say so. I was sixth grade. I took control of a dream, 
and I was being chased by zombies always. They love me. Oh god, they love me. And uh, and then they like I was in some forest or whatever, and then I found like an anti-zombie medallion. I realized I was dreaming. I'm like, hey, I can use this medallion to make them go away. And that's. that's- Awesome. And where do I go to find this forest and this Italian? You go inside your mind. <laughs> inside oh. your mind is the place you go. Oh, okay. And so, uh, I, well, that's what Queensryche sings about in their song, Silent Lucidity. So, you know, dreams are very something very popular in, I mean, everybody sings about dreams. Oh my gosh, yes. Right. Mariah Carey sings about dreams. But <laughs> it takes a certain kind of band to sing about lucid dreams, to sing about controlling them. And doing something with it. And it's usually, you know, like a prog rock band. Um, in high school, um, I opened up for a prog rock band called Lucid Dreams, actually. And I'm like, oh, that's a you know, pretty cool name. Um, and nobody else knew who it was. But those guys did. So at least I thought that was cool. But it's very proggy type of name to be thinking about. You know, yeah, absolutely. Con- for sure. Control your dreams in 7-8. Uh <laughs> So, but like Queensryche and Sound Lucidity, um, they were the, f- I think they were the first band that actually had a, a top 40 hit about controlling your dreams. I mean, Lucidity's in the name, and let me read you some of the lyrics here. Okay. Uh, There's a place I like to hide, a doorway that I run to in the night. Relaxed child, you were there, but only didn't realize it, and you were scared. It's a place where you'll learn to face your fears, retrace the years, and ride the whims of your mind. Commanding in another world, suddenly you hear and see this magic new dimension. All right. I mean, Queen's wow. right. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, the crazy thing, too, is like everybody recognizes that song the second it comes on. But yes. you really don't realize that kind of poetry that's in there. <laughs> no. Right. Ride the whims of your mind. You know, I just, hey, um, commanding in another world. Obviously, these guys were thinking about lucid dreams in 1990 when they worked on this song. So that, I mean, that's one of the kind of mainstream mentions of like controlling your dreams and stuff like that. But one of our favorite bands, Wendy, also did that. That's one of everybody's favorites. And that's Creed. (laughs) Which... Which uh, really made radio, uh, made radio better for years. Um, anyway, so I did not know this until I was looking up and doing research on that. And I, this is a song I've heard a million times because I owned a you know I owned a radio in 1999. But the song you know, can you take me here? Um, is is about Scott Stapp and his lucid dreams. No, I didn't. I did not know that. Yeah. So Scott Scott Stapp's lucid dreams. He's got a he's got a hunger and a longing to escape the life he lives when he's awake. Um, can huh. you, the the place where blind men see, and the place with golden streets is Scott's lucid dreams. That is so, really actually kind of cool. Yeah, you've given you've given that song a little redeeming factor. Yeah, there is no like. There's no verse about what he dreams about, which is making that sex tape with Kid Rock. That's where he goes back. <laughs> that's his safe. Uh. That's his safe place where he's strong enough, <laughs> and that's the place where blind men see that night. Oh my god! Although I, 
If I could make my earth and my dreams the same, the only difference is he'd let love replace all of our hate. Let's go there and let's make our escape. So, yeah, Hire is all about Scott Stapp controlling his dreams and dreaming happy thoughts about the world. Interesting. All right, well, there you go. That's nice. Right, that makes me like that song more. Me too, actually. Yeah. And by more, I mean a touch. At all? A snooch. Yes, at all. Yes. Um, but no, so that, I mean, so that's a, that was a, like as ubiquitous as Silent Lucidity was for, you know, a few years back in the day. And okay. So Franz Ferdinand has a song called Lucid Dreams, but that doesn't really, they kind of just, they don't really delve into the topic of it or anything like that. But several movies do. Really okay. talk about. I mean, the oh, most, yeah. the most famous recent one is Inception. Did you see Inception? I did, yes. The top, little yeah. spinning top. Yeah, and that was—I mean—that was a great—that was a great kind of movie. But that also combined lucid dreams with like everybody hanging out in their dreams, like that, where you could go into someone else's dream. That is pretty cool. And um, so that's kind of like the the first movie I remember seeing about that kind of thing of controlling your dreams is a movie called Dreamscape. Okay, I with, don't think I've seen that it's, one. It's with that Dennis Quaid when he was a hunk. So the whole idea behind Dreamscape is that if you if you die in your dream, you die in real life. So that's that's horrible. Yeah, like, th- is that like the um how the kids in school used to always say like if you ever have a dream where you're falling down a long like pit or something, <laughs> if you ever hit the bottom, then you're dead. Yeah, or if you. I mean, I used to think that too, probably because I saw it in Dreamscape. Because <laughs> oh, I was, like, was oh, that from God. that movie? Yeah. <laughs> so, it, well, but in, in dreams, I mean, I'd always watch other people die, but I never actually died. I would usually just be eaten or lose an arm or something like that when I'd have these nightmares or be about to die. And then I would never actually like be dead and I would wake up as I was getting munched on. And... In uh, in so in the movie though, if you if you die in any kind of way, then you have a heart attack and you seize up and you die in real life, and that's the kind of thing. And so that's what people would tell me, you know, when you're little kids, they're like, you know, what's going to happen if you fall off a building in a dream? If you hit the ground, right? They say if you hit the ground, you have a heart attack and you die. And you're like, that's a I mean, first of all, you're a jerk for trying to scare <laughs> me like that. I mean, second of all, I did hit the. I mean, a couple of years later, I did hit the ground in a few dreams and I did not die. Yay! Yes, so that is great. So I fell off. One time I fell off a cloud, I remember. One time I dumped out of a hot air balloon. Um, and one time the side of a castle. Wow. And all the times I hit the ground and I did feel pain. Um, and like my neck was broken or something like that. Uh, but I did not die. So fantastic. Yay! And so Dreamscape, they, they go into each other's dreams. Okay. And so the idea is that the, the president's having nightmares of a nuclear holocaust all the time. So the president's having all these kind of nightmares, and um, somebody's trying to assassinate him. So assassinate him by going into his dream while he's having these nightmares and killing the president in his dream. Huh. So uh, the president's played by one of the guys from Escape from Witch Mountain. Remember that movie? Not really, no. Psychic Kids from the 70s. It's pretty <laughs> sweet. sweet. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, we might be talking about Escape from Witch Mountain on a different show. Uh, so Dreamscape was a good one that talked about people's you know, lucid dreams, Inception, obviously. 
But the one that really got into it about lucidity was Nightmare on Elm Street Part Absolutely, three. yes. So, I mean, Freddy Krueger came about, he came about in a dream from uh, Wes Craven, the director and the writer. And so Freddy did that. And by the time they get the third movie, it's about a group of kids who are seeing a therapist and they're all being attacked by Freddy. And the therapist is trying to get them to help them control their dreams so that they can fight back. Cool. And so they're the dream warriors. And so they get these powers in their dreams. Like he does whatever. I mean, obviously, Freddy's arms get long. His tongue is 20 feet long. He gets a huge head. He, you know, he turns into your bed and swallows you whole. Like all those kind of things that Freddy Krueger does because he's a real jerk. Yeah. Um, and so the whole idea was if he can do those things inside your dreams, then you can do things that offend yourself. You know, so one, you know, become a superhero or a ninja or all these kind of things. And so that's kind of thing. Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is the lucid dreams kind of. That's the one that really gets into it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's a that's a classic. I I don't really I mean, I don't know if it's a classic when you go back and watch some of these movies now. Like I've seen Dreamscape in the past five years and it's all right for what it is in the early 80s. Um, I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street 3, and it's not quite as scary as it was. You know, Freddy Krueger's jokes kind of lose it after, you know, it's 30 years on. You're like, this is super corny. Right. But, I mean, classic insofar as it's something that, you know, it's one of those movies that sticks with you after you see it as a child. (laughs) Absolutely. No, absolutely. And, and. And, and children shouldn't be watching that movie. Right. <laughs> That's totally. That's like, uh, wait till the parents go out for dinner and go to the video store and, you know. <laughs> right. It's a guy with claws for fingers that <laughs> slashes people up. A child molester that was burnt to death and comes back oh, in your dreams. Gosh. Okay. So they created a character, a child molester, that comes back from the dead to haunt your dreams. <laughs> like terrifying. And it's children's like, oh, what is he? He kills children? Yeah. And then he comes in your dreams, even though he's dead. So you can't <laughs> stop him. Oh my God. So if you're a little kid, that's like, that's okay. All I'm saying is, I think a lot of other people were interested in in lucid dreaming because of Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I was interested in it because of Night of the Living Dead. I see. Yeah, totally. That makes sense. Maybe it helps some people. Yes. Maybe maybe Nightmare on Elm Street helps some people. Freddy Krueger really got me through through some things. Hey, you know, I'm just saying it's possible. No, you're right. If if people, I mean, especially with the the psychiatrist and stuff like, yes, no, I mean, and the, right, it makes therapy okay too. The technique, right? You don't have to be embarrassed by therapy. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I mean, lucid dreams are, I mean, they're not really a paranormal thing, but I mean, the, the use of your mind and stuff like that, and and the dream world is, I mean, some people do find. Uh, paranormal things in the dream world and we'll talk oh yeah definitely and, and we'll talk about sometime i mean now we're talking about controlling your dreams but some people have dreams where they see things in the future or see things where they thought they were in the past or they, they see aliens abducting them <laughs> yes I, when do you ever have a dream by, abducted by an alien i've had a lot of scary dreams but i mean i'm just saying you know a lot of the alien abduction like theories and whatnot Sometimes they'll say, oh, the person was just dreaming. So were they or were they? Well, I'll tell you what. So um, I woke up one time in a hypnagogic trance. 
mm-hmm. after I read the book Communion. So I shouldn't be no. I shouldn't be exposed to these things. Like it's the fact that I'm exposed to these things that yeah, uh, it's giving you nightmares, man. Right, it's totally giving me nightmares. And <laughs> I sought it out. I know it's not my you know it's my fault. You know, it's not like hey, I think that Woodley Streber is horrible. Like no, I saw an alien picture and I'm like cool. And so I read the book and I was terrified. And so a few months later, I woke up and I saw little white faces around me, <sighs> and I was frozen. Okay. But, you know, I was still half dreaming. So then, you know, the white faces faded out after about 10 seconds. But the thing is, it was that melding of I still had something going on in my visual. What I, yeah. That's, in my visual cortex. I don't I know. I think that would be a good topic maybe for another whole show because the the whole like waking up and being frozen and, and seeing things and having them go in and out of your consciousness, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking that's, of. Speaking of things going in and out, that's incubi and succubi right there. Like that's uh, that is something we can definitely uh, definitely talk about. So right, the dream world is exciting and it's fun. And um, okay, a couple more things that I definitely want to get to for the people that want to do some lucid dreaming things. Ooh, um, we already talked about the reality check. You got to read, read a book, you know, read a sentence, read a sign. Um, to Oh, you know, here's something. I'm looking at a site on lucid dreaming, and I'm just checking out to see if they have any new tips. Uh, hold your nose and mouth shut and breathe. So, like this, you know, breathe. But I can't if they're both shut. <laughs> but you can in a dream. Ah. Uh, so in, in real life, in real life, if you do that too much, you'll die. But and you can dr- you can breathe through your ears in your dream. Yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah, you can breathe through what ifs. <laughs> I have gills. You have gills. Um, mirrors, does your reflection look normal in a mirror? If you look in a mirror, like, you know, and all of a sudden, like, sometimes I'll look in a mirror and my nose is like nine inches long. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, like, uh, my nose totally grew. You know, because what do they say that the nose never stops growing or whatever as you get older? That's right, yeah. I'll be like, oh, no, I guess that's really true. It never stops growing. And so dreams have that weird kind of logic where all of a sudden you're like, obviously cows can talk. Like you've right. never talked to a cow before and, you know, you just act like it's all normal as everything. Like, of course, I talked to him and what he said was more grass. His third stomach hasn't had enough. Um, and run. <laughs> During a dream, if you run, you'll feel like you are running in slow motion. Now, that happens to me constantly. Whenever I try to run in a dream, it feels like or try to shoot a gun or something like that. Like, and I've shot a gun and it's, and I know how it feels and stuff, but nothing will happen. Like I try to shoot nothing will happen. I'm like, well, that's it for me. And then I try to run and I can't run. I'm like, oh, I'm done. So you, weird. you felt that? You, I mean. No, it's just weird. I mean, I haven't, um, yeah. I haven't, I haven't like tried that hard to, to lucid dream, I guess. Okay. But I did have it happen once, like crazily where I was, I, uh, I could fly. Nice. Like, just by thinking really hard, like, okay, I, I just want to fly. And I'd, like, put a certain thought in my mind. And all of a sudden, I would just start lifting up. And it was so cool. And I was, like, controlling myself, going different places. And, uh, it you know, it was one of those dreams that really felt real. So when I woke up, I was quite disappointed that I couldn't Yeah, I'd be too. Fly. <laughs> I, I love it when you can fly in dreams. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the best. So a lot of times when you realize you're dreaming, then this is one thing. So if you do the reality checks and, and stuff and you realize that you're in a dream, that you're in a, in a dream, sometimes your body wakes you up. 
One of the tips is, and I read this one a long time ago, start spinning around. So start spinning your body around and it'll help you stay inside the dream. It'll help wait, you not wake up. Wait, wait. Spin, like get out of bed and like spin around? like a- Inside your dream. Like don't get up and spin oh. and like wake up your partner like an a-hole and be like, hey, and spin around. <laughs> like, no, okay. So just spin around and inside the dream and like that change of focus, that change of concentration will help you stay inside the dream. Ah, when you realize, because okay. a lot of times you realize you're dreaming, like, oh, look at the shit I'm gonna do now. Like I'm dreaming, let's go crazy. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, wait, hold on. Your body's like, hey, you're, we, it's time to wake up now. So you start spinning around. Another thing that I found is that the most, like, I get a lot of REM sleep. Um, when I'm losing my religion. I was waiting for it. Hey, I was waiting for it. Hey. But I'm um, bummed. Right. So, uh, no. But I get a lot of REM sleep in the in the last couple hours before I wake up. So if you if you try to wake up like an hour and a half before you normally do and then fall back asleep, it'll be easier to realize you're dreaming. It'll be easier to have really vivid dreams. Um, and so just in that last couple hours, like, if you want a lucid dream, wake yourself up a little early and then go back to sleep uh, and then kind of prepare for you're going to get into a dream a lot faster than you do right when you go into the normal, like you go to sleep and, and then you're like, hey, I hope I have a lucid dream and then it takes you, you know. <laughs> right. The whole night. Yes. So, so that's that um, for – oh, I, and I've been told that if you're on the patch, if you're on the nicoderm. Or whatever, that you have a lot of people who are on take the patch, um, they nicotine patches, they get crazy dreams. That I have also heard, but I, I haven't heard anything about lucid dreaming. I've just heard about like wild, weird, you know. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of times wild and weird dreams can lead you to realizing you're dreaming. And then, yeah. if, and then once you get that, once you understand you're realizing you're dreaming then you can try to take some kind of control over it. But, I, suppose, I suppose if you've if you've been training for that. Yeah, well, my sister also was wanted to be a lucid dreamer. And so this isn't more recently. This is when we were little kids. But um, so there's a, a guy named Stephen LaBerge, and he's the kind of guy that you read about for lucid dreaming. He's the guy. He's got a, a lucid dreaming institute in Hawaii. Like he teaches in Hawaii. And... Um, and so, he, I mean, his life is obviously better than mine. But he's living a lie and he just loses a dream. It's like, why are you, you don't have to pretend right, exactly. you're somewhere. Like, try, try the Midwest in February. Like, I'm lucid dreaming about Hawaii. Um, so, but he wrote a book, Exploring the World of Lucid Dreaming, that really gets into it. And he also had a device that he sold called the Nova Dreamer or the Dream Light. And what that would do, it would, you put it on your head when you go to sleep, Right. You put something on your head, and then it detects when you have REM sleep. Like it detects when you when oh, the, cool. like the rapid eye movements, and then it flashes a light at you. Like not not like a bright light. Like hey, like the police, what's going on in there? It's but like, a little bit of stimulus. It's like a red little bit of thing, and and so you kind of have that. If you notice in your dream that you're seeing like a red light, that's your that's your reality check. And so that I mean they don't sell that anymore, but what they do have now is apps. So, ah, so you can do something it with, everyone can use. You can do it with apps. 
Now, the app I've used is, is a free one, and I haven't done too much with this, but uh, there's a guy named Richard Wiseman who's a really fun, uh, interesting psychology uh, research science out of the UK. And so he's behind this one called Dream On. And this one's an iOS only one, but it, it has, um, it does the whole thing with triggers and it has soundscapes you can pick to, to see if these things that you listen to in your dreams, um, I mean, affect your dreams. So if, if you, if you're listening to New York City, you know, they have a New York City soundscape. Do you dream about being in the city? You know, oh, that's cool. If you have that. And so then they, it's got a dream diary in it and then they do experiments on it. Sweet. So it's a lot, a lot of it is, um. And, and there's little triggers in, in, the, in the soundscapes that'll try to let you know that you're dreaming, let you know that you're sleeping. That it, is really cool. And it, it, it monitors your sleep by if you um, – and there's other apps that do this for your health and stuff. But it monitors your sleep by telling you like what times of night that you're rolling around, what times of night that you're really into deep sleep and things like that. So <laughs> – so you don't have to put the phone on your eyes when you right. go to sleep. <laughs> no, you don't. It's not like, like the whole, it's not like the whole thing. It doesn't day. detect. No, it doesn't. Like, it does rapid. I've, if you, if I could get my iPhone to detect rapid eye movement, that would. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it. So, but for uh, Android, there's one called Awoken. Awoken. Awoken is a lucid dreaming app, and it's the same thing. It's got the reality check reminders, but it, it'll give you reality check reminders during the day. So it'll be like, you know, hey, like you get a push notification. Hey, am uh, I dreaming? You know, check on your dreaming. And so, uh, and then it's got the dream journal and the triggers and stuff like that. And it'll do the same kind of thing. So Awoken is the thing to check out if you're into Android. So, you know, and there's a couple more iOS apps, but I haven't tried them. But Awoken for Android and Dream On for iOS. And then you can, you can have a lucid dreaming adventure tonight. Cool. And we'll, we'll put links in the show notes. And if anybody tries either of those and has anything to report, we'd be real curious. And I, and I know we'll, we'll come back to lucid dreams because maybe, because <laughs> if you guys have any lucid dreams then send us, let us know about it. And then yes. we'll talk about your lucid dreams and we'll talk about it. So we'll revisit this topic because we haven't even gotten to dream yoga and the Indian uh, mystical connections to lucid dreams because we could go on for a long time about it. So anyway... All right, well, thanks for listening, and why don't we get to a little song, Wendy? That sounds like a great idea. All right, here we All go. All right, coming right up. Show notes for today's podcast are available online at othersidepodcast.com slash two. Dreams can be a very scary place, and for today's Sunspot song, we want to take you to that land between sleeping and waking up. Here's our track, Hypnogogic. I wake up in the night, still awake but paralyzed And you are there, hovering over me I can't believe my eyes, trusting myself is unwise But there you are, hovering over me My better nature tells me, this is a fairy story Without trying, I can feel you an undigested bit of beef that brings back animosity. And in this moment you are here. Oh, dream of my invention. Can I conform to comprehension? Lots of people got you again. Oh, we can dream. 
for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side.